What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the release after a month. Okay, yeah, it's been stressful. We've got we've had work, preps for university. Rep, I, I've got the U of T. Jordan's got the York sweater on, man. Oh, literally at the end of this week, this is our last week of summer, and then we are officially like university students till doing our programs and stuff. I'm in journalism and uh, UTSC, and Jordan's in psychology at York. It's Oh, it's a massive step for the both of us, but you know what? We can handle it because we've got radios and stuff that, that we can get on and we can expand. And trust me, these are our years, bro. Don't don't think that just because we're going to university and stuff that we're stopping. We're maybe a little slower, but trust me, we'll still get the good content out for you guys. But sure. without further ado, we might as well get on to the 79th episode, all right? We're slowly <clears throat> approaching 100, okay? We're 21 episodes away from 100. Hit the subscribe button, the like button, share post notifications, all that. If you want to get updated and if you want to let us know what you want us to do for our 100th episode, all right? Trust me, the 100th episode will be special. I'm already plotting things in my head, all right? I got it all sort of figured out. But I want your guys' opinion, so I want you guys to comment. DM me, email me, do any of that stuff. You can find that all in the comment section or in the description, sorry. And just let me know what you guys want to see and we'll do it for you. But like I said, without further ado, let's get into what we're talking about today. So today we have a music slash basketball episode for you today. All right. So we're going to yep. start it off with the music. All right. JID just dropped an album and oh my God, it's incredible. And we didn't get to talk about Joey's. So we'll talk about JID and Joey's and where they rank. So first off, quick review of the albums on my part. Uh, JID's album is a 10, in my opinion. There's been a lot of 10 out of 10s this year. There's been a couple 11, 11s out of 10s, 12s out of 10s. For example, Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. That just surpasses all expectations. Um, and then you have Joey's album, which is just lyrical genius and like just chill the entire time. A solid eight, nine. Uh, so Jordan, what do you have to say about these albums and what do they rank for you uh, for the albums that have dropped so far? Man, um, I guess we start with Joey's album first. It's a bit older. We didn't get time to review it. Of course. It's a dope album. Um, I think the score I gave it was around like a high eight. So a really great album. Some incredible songs like Survivor's Guilt. Mm. It's one of the best songs of the year. Great song. I say that, yeah. Um, other songs make me feel um, brand new 9-11 with that West Gun verse. That was fire. Oh my, West Gun is so underrated, man. Yeah. The entire crew's underrated. Pretty much, bro. Griselda. Yeah. In general, I mean, they're going to be because we're going to talk about where these albums rank. There's yeah. going to be a couple of these dudes on my list, so I think at least two of them. I've yet to listen to a few albums, and I still gotta. But uh, for like, yeah, yeah, it's a great album. Again, there's a lot of really good songs. Um, production's great. His flow is great. JID's feature was also great. Oh, too. That's not a good one. When I heard JID on that, I got so happy, bro. Yeah, um, the only, like, again, strong points, um, Survivor's Guilt, that song's awesome, Brian Me 9-11, mm-hmm. Make Me Feel, Zip Codes, Show Me, Want yep. to Be Loved, yep. Head High, those are all great songs. Um, the only weak point that I have is that that Chris Brown track does not fit with the album. I and, was that, that was a point that I was going to bring up as why it's not ranked higher. Yeah, because it's not that it's a, I mean, to be honest, to me, it's a mediocre song. But has has no business being on this album. It's so completely off it's out Joey. of place. It's out, it's of, out place. of place. This is and it's not as it's not as lame. Joey Badass isn't that type of artist who makes that type of music, and he shouldn't stick. He shouldn't be doing that. But you know, when he's on his 
A game, he's on his A game. So yeah, it was a little weird. Uh, for me, my favorite songs were just the literally like the first five songs are all my favorite. I love the intro with with Diddy. I yeah. love that the piano. So there's the baddest make me feel uh, where I belong. Brand new 911, like you said, and cruise control, and even all of like like then you have zip codes, uh, like you said, survivor's guilt. It was an incredible album. Um, very chill, very lyrical. I had to listen to it a couple times, just like I did with Lupe's album, uh, mm-hmm. just to like f- f- like fully understand what he was saying. Um, it's, like, it's what do you think about he has a line on Badass where he says that him. Kendrick and Cole are the best MCs. Yeah, I heard Shots that. Fired. And I Shots fired at Drake. Shots fired. First of all, I heard that and like that's it a, went well with the song. And in the moment, song. right? And in the moment, I was like, hell yeah. And then I think about it, I'm like, Joey, you're so wrong. I have him I have to pick turn to the generation. I have him like fifth. Obviously, Kendrick and Cole go first. Of course. I would have Drake over him. Yeah, I would have Freddie Gibbs over him because to me he has Ooh. way more. Ooh, yeah, to me he has way more stronger albums. Like I haven't listened to enough Freddie Gibbs to to yeah. say that. I will say yeah, you gotta go check out Alfredo. Um, Pinata. oh, you've been yeah, you've been recommending that album for time. Yo, y'all yeah, gotta check um, that out. Um, sure. is really good. Um, Bandana is really good. Um, yeah, to me he's just he's made more great albums than Joey. And as much as I like Joey, the only thing is he doesn't have as much classics as the other people I just named. Yeah, have. true. So, but yeah, I mean, he, he could say that. I just, there's a interesting Drake shot. Cause I mean, yeah, that's a shot at Drake because it, you, and even if he didn't intend it to be like, bro, if for the fact that you're not mentioning Drake's name in that, like, come on, what's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? Drake, Drake rap was rapping better than Joey when he was on Degrassi. Okay. Like, like, like you gotta, you, you've got to just, I understand he's like, oh yeah, I'm the greatest, I'm the best, like we're the best. Like, like he even had he had Puff Daddy on there, like take that, take. I like, yeah. but even Puff knows that he's not you know the best. Like, it's, it's the because this is Drake's downfall right now. Yeah, you know, it's it's easier now to. Yeah, it's easier now because I'm not gonna lie. Up until 2018, like I always thought Kendrick was better than Drake. Uh, to me, that was never. A conversation that was ever in my mind because I listened to Kendrick Cole and Drake a lot. Yeah, Kendrick and Drake to me was never a conversation. But I'm gonna lie, up until 2018, Cole, Cole and Drake was that was debatable. Up until Cole started being more consistent and then yeah. Drake just fell off because Drake was going back to back to back for classics. He had three back to back classics. Yeah, it's, for me, it's just like I don't know. Drake's always come third. In that, and in terms of our generation and stuff, I don't even think Joey makes a Mount Rushmore. Like, because yeah, Mount, Mount Rushmore's four. Like, I said, I have him fifth. So. Who do you have fourth? I think you'd have like I have Freddie Gibbs. Fourth. You'd have Freddie Gibbs in terms of your Mount Rushmore. I'd probably have like someone like Tyler or something like that. Yeah, Tyler. I'll say this: if Tyler keeps on making one, two more albums of the last few, yeah, he, he could definitely get there. Come on, man! He just drops nonstop bangers. But for me, uh, yeah, like I was saying earlier. Kendrick and Cole have never been like a debate for me in terms of Drake. They've always been one and two. And up until this year, 
Kendrick and Cole were fluctuating one and two, one and two, one and two. And the majority of the time I had J. Cole one. Mm-hmm. But at this point, man, I got to admit it. Yo, Kendrick is so much of a better rapper than him. He's so much of a better rapper. And trust me, I love J. Cole. I know, like, yeah. Ask anyone, yo, but Kendrick's different. Kendrick's different. It's, it's me, like, Kendrick's always been different. I don't know. Just something, you know, you listen to Kendrick music, you just get... It's just, it's, it's genuine art, bro. Yeah. And you could say the same thing about a lot of rappers' music. Like, yes, it's art, but the way Kendrick does stuff. Like the other day, I was listening to Duckworth. Mm-hmm. Like, bro, what? Like his music, it rivals like the greatest rappers of all time, and that separates him from everybody else in the generation. Because, like, yeah, man, it's great, but like, Jake, but Kendrick's on the level of yeah. The greatest to ever do it. Like he's on that level of people like Jay Z, Eminem, Biggie, Nas. He's on that caliber. Yeah. I, mean, I, I moved Kendrick. Up. I I recently saw Kendrick at Air Canada Center or or what is it now? The Scotia Bank Arena. Yeah, I moved him up to fourth all time. Mm. I got him. I got him ahead of Eminem and Tupac right now. Okay, so that's dope. I have him at five. I moved him in front of. Hawk. Yeah. I'll say if he drops one more album. Man, if he drops one more album in the quality of Mr. on the Big Steppers, he's in the GOAT combo. He... I and I hate to admit it. I hate to admit it because my my I, I like my fur my first three are Nas, Biggie, and Jay-Z. But if Kendrick drops another album that's equal to this or even better than this, mm-hmm. he, I ain't gonna lie. You that's really my, gotta address him with that's my first though. three as well. That's my first three as well because you know, yeah, bro. It's it's changed over time. Like I think I have Nas number one now, which I didn't have. Yeah, yeah. And then um, I think I have Iggy or Jay Z second. There you go. Yeah. And I have Eminem fourth, and then I have Kendrick at five. But yeah. Kendrick makes another album. Yeah, man. Okay, so then here's the thing. Say if Kendrick drops. Uh, Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers equivalent, and then Nas drops something equivalent to either Magic or King's Disease too. Well, who do you think is? Well, look, I'm gonna be honest. Like Nas to me, he's he's kind of far ahead from <clears throat> everybody else until yeah, Jay Z or Kendrick or like one of those guys makes an album of that caliber. Because to me, yeah. King Disease 2 and Magic, they're two top 10 albums, rap albums that, of that year. So, I mean, oh, easily. Like, I, I don't I don't think that's a discussion. I don't think that should be a debate. And honestly, looking back at it, he was the best rapper that year if we're talking about quality of music. Hell I yeah. Mean, and he, he's not even in his prime. This is his third prime right now. I, I was about to say, like, he's far out of his prime. His prime was when he was 16. Yeah. Like... This Come is on. in the mid '90s or even the early 2000s. He's... His his prime was Illmatic, and it was written, and then he then he dropped s- several other incredible bangers for a second prime, and now he's just living in his yeah. third, fourth, fifth prime. You know, so it's, it's yeah. This is his third prime. Yeah, it's he's 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 killing stuff, man. Uh, now on to JID's album. Have you listened to it, bro? I listened. I've listened to it a good two, three times. Uh, I've listened to it four times already. I can't uh, get enough of it. I'm gonna lie, yeah, I think I've listened to it three times. So anybody that knows me, I don't like to hand out tens. But when I when I when he's I hear tough a 10, with bro, the tens, he hasn't even given get a, get a god's a ten, you. 
Hey, but when I hear a 10, when I when I hear a 10 like that, that blew our expectations, bro. Like uh, just everything like, uh, this album is amazing. Oh my goodness. It's I can't fathom because there's barely any uh, features on it. And there's three big features. There's a Lil Wayne feature, a Lil Dirk feature, and a 21 feature. But then you have, and then I'm going to list some names. Jordan and I know who they are. Or, and then you also have Yassine Bey, who uh, some might know as uh, Most Deaf. His feature is his feature. His feature is incredible. So he has a Most Deaf feature as well. But then Jordan and I might know who these guys are, but a lot of people won't know. So they have Jonta Austin. They have uh, Ravine Lene. Uh, who else? Aaron Allen Kane, Baby Tate. Like, he has a lot of no-name guys on here. Plus, oh, he has um, um, Ari Lennox. Her, her, her um, Oh, her yes. Course. Oh, my Lord. Hey, that, that's one of my favorite features on the album. Yeah. But no. If I had to pick a favorite feature, though, Earth Gang had my... Had my oh, had my, my God. Earth Gang doesn't miss. No, they don't. <laughs> they don't miss, bro. Earth Gang is so good. I don't understand how they keep doing it. I love them. I love them so much, and they're so underrated. Kenny yeah. Mason had an incredible feature, two incredible features, one yeah. on Dance Now, one on Just in Time. Kenny Mason is very underrated. I'm so happy that he's working with Dreamville. He's not, I don't, is he signed yet or no? Ooh, I don't know. I, regardless, all I'm saying is Dreamville knows how to put out some artists, man, especially their female artists. Yo, their female artists are the most underrated artists in the damn game because they're better than any female artists that are out right now. And I'll stand by that point, bro. Yeah, I mean, um, Dreamville and Griselda, they're the two best labels right now. So, easily, I mean, easily. And they're healthy labels. You don't hear no complaints about them. Yeah. Like T, um, TDE used to have like Kendrick's former label. They yeah. used to be running stuff a few years ago because, you know. Yeah, like TDD, TDE, SOB. Because that's when they had Kendrick and his prime, Schoolboy Q and his prime. Oh. People, people don't know people. Yeah, I was about to say people don't know blank about Schoolboy Q. Yeah. They don't know about Blank Face like that. Um, when Isaiah Rashard was more prominent in making music, yeah, that was his peak too. When SZA was on their album, when Absol was on their album, yeah, on um, J Rock, you know that that label yep. was on. They were running stuff, and then TDE you know, was insane. They were insane. different. They were you different. had them, and then like, and then you also have like like the big names like All Deaf and stuff like that. But yeah, but they they were different. Yeah, that's a JID's album. This is a 10. Um, production's yeah. amazing. Um, every feature killed it. Uh-huh. I mean, the weakest feature I could point to was Little Dirks. This feature was great, but, you know. It was good. It all the other features were amazing. It, just, so it like, canceled them out. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> content matter is incredible mm. in the story. Um, storytelling. Bro, Brunnenham and Sissenham? Bro, oh, my God. Okay, oh okay my hold on. Let me tell you something, okay? So, my, one of my favorite songs... Is Sister Nem. Yep. I wrote I wrote that down too. That's and I'm like, okay, let me let me let me just click into the lyrics real quick. A six-minute song? song. A si- crack oh. music? Oh no, crack um, sandwich. Crack sandwich was insane. Oh my <laughs> bro. Okay. So first of all, JID shouts out all of his siblings in Sister Nem, in Brother Nem and Sister Nem. It, oh, it's yeah. insane. And one of my favorite part is when they're talking about how his sister got punched in the face by a bouncer. And then they just whooped his ass. Like it's, I could picture it. I could picture yeah. it. And then they have the clip of his sister at the end talking shit. That's like incredible. Oh my goodness. Yeah. JID is just incredible. There's nothing else that I can say besides this. This album is stupendous. So all this being said, mm-hmm. where do you have it ranked overall? 
right now. Um, JD's album and uh, Joey's. All right, man. But one thing I will say before going to that, this album has put JID into the best rapper of the year conversation. Easily. Because it's not just this album. You have to think about all of his work on all of his the Dreamville verses for oh. fire. Earth Gang versus Fire. We talked about the um the verse on Joey's album. He dropped a bunch of other singles too. Like you can make an argument, he's the best rapper of twenty twenty two. You know what? I think he's on my Mount Rushmore. For this I, year, for I this think year? oh, from my time, like like I got JID, Cole, Kendrick, and mm. Drake. You know what? That's a I, I could see that because I love him so much, bro. Yeah, he's he's dope. Mm. But in terms of um where I have them. Uh, Mr. Mall and the Big Steppers still, still number one. Valid. Um, there's no change in that. Yeah, Drill Music and Zion, number two for me. I'm not gonna lie. The more I listen to Drill Music and Zion, the more it gets closer to number one to me. There's, no, bro, it gets better on every. That's blasphemous. Listen. It gets better on every listen. I, 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 it's still not number one, but like. It's close. Um, then um, Forever Story by JID, yep. got it number three. Um, Cheat Codes by Black Thor at number four. You have people need to check out that album, man. I it's still got to listen to Cheat Codes. Yeah. I still got to listen to Corner with the Machines, uh, and I still got to. I'm finishing up that DJ Khaled album. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Amazing features from people like MF Doom, Run the Jewels, ASAP Rocky, Joey yeah. Badass. They got, people yeah, don't they got, know about Run the Jewels, yo. Yeah, they got a stack cast to it there. And then um, number five, um, Mel My Eyes See Your Future by Denzel. Mm-hmm. Dope album. Um, this is the one that you didn't like, but I liked a lot. Atheos by Billy Woods. Um, number seven, Ten of Talk Four. Number eight, Ghetto Gods. Number nine, Gods Don't Make Mistakes. And number 10, I got 2000. Ballad. Uh, for me, I've listened to eight albums so far. So number one, I got Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. Nothing's overtaken that for me. Uh, now here's the thing Drill Music and Zion I had a lot of recency bias towards And it's dropped a lot for me So you're gonna hear So number one I have Mr. Marlon and the Big Steppers Two I have The Forever Story by J.I.D yeah. Three I got Ghetto Gods Four I got Drill Music and Zion Five I got Melt My Eyes See Your Future Six is 2000 Seven is Town of Talk Four And eight is Ethiopes. And I'm not gonna lie The more I listen to Ethiopes, The more I think it's better than Town of Talk I, oh, so I it's it's grown. Yeah, I was crapping on it in the beginning. If if you guys remember that, I, I, I was oh, yeah. I was I was crapping on it. But yo, like the more and more I listen to it, it's it's generational trauma. Like it's it's oh it's crazy. I have it over um Tana Talk. Force. Yeah, even though Tana Talk Four is the album I listen to the most, I think this year. Yeah, I've given label. I've given four albums on this list of ten on my list. That that's Are how given... crazy. That's how crazy rap has been for me this year. Yeah, I think I've given um, Mr. Wall and the Big Steppers, Drum Music and Sound, um, Forever Story. And I think I have Cheat Codes at 10. And then five through eight is like borderline. So those are... Right? This has been such a good year for rap, man. I'm so happy. But all this being said, it's time to get into the NBA conversations, all right? So we have two small things that we're going to talk about. One... I just want to know one player on one team that you are looking forward to seeing in this upcoming season. Man, one player on one team. Man. I'm interested to see Rudy Gobert on the, the Timberwolves. I'm excited to see how that fits going to work. I think they're going to be better than they were last year. So I expect 
them to really make a push. Yeah, that's understandable. Be competitive. Um, I think they're going to make it past the first round. I can see them really competing in the second round, but then just losing to a Western Conference juggernaut. So, mm. what about you, man? Uh, for the player that I want to see next year, I'm really, really looking forward to seeing Lonzo Ball next year. Uh, back in the day, I used to crap on Lonzo Ball as well. However, his shift to Chicago, his increase on defense, his upping in three-point shooting and playmaking, his literal ability to go out there and pretty much average a triple-double this season is incredible. And the fact that he's going to be healthy coming into the season at 100%, I can't wait to see how he works with the Chicago Bulls in their system with Billy Donovan. In terms of a team, I'm really looking forward to see how the Raptors kind of do everything. And that, that might just be me being like a Raptors fan, but... I'm interested to see how Coloco works with everyone, how he, how he does this uh, pick and roll with Van Vliet. I'm, I personally think that, Fre- uh, not Freddie, but that uh, Scotty can be an all-star this year. I feel like Siakam could do it. I feel like Freddie could do it as well. We're going to get mm-hmm. at least one all-star this year. I feel like that's guaranteed. Yeah. Uh, and I'm looking to see how OG is going to improve along with Gary Trent Jr. Both those guys coming off the bench because I feel like they have no choice but to start Scotty this year. Because if they don't start him this year, then he's just going to be sixth man of the year. But still, but well, speaking of sixth start, man of the year, um, so who who would they bench then? Would they bench both of them, or I th- I think they'd have to bench OG because the starting lineup to me right now was looking like Freddie, Gary Trent Jr., Pascal, Scotty, and then Boucher with uh. OG as your sixth man. Or what you can do, you can run a big lineup. Bench Gary Trent Jr. Have him, have him as the sixth man. Have OG as the small forward or the shooting guard. I would honestly, I think I'd put um, I would start OG, but you know, yeah. But hey, either way though, like either way, it's a killer lineup. But we got it. We're we're looking deep again. Nice young team. We're doing good. We're gonna do good this season. Yep. I'm looking forward to it. But and like I said, I said six man. So. Speaking of the awards and stuff like that, I think it's about time that we make our way too early predictions. All right. So what we're going to list for you guys today is our MVP, DPOY, Sixth Man of the Year, Most Improved Player, Rookie of the Year, Coach of the Year. And if we have time, we'll talk about the champs and the finals MVP and stuff like that. However, right now, let's start it off with just lowest and get all the way up to highest. So I'd say we started off with Sixth Man of the Year. Who do you have? Sixth Man of the Year. I have... Reggie Jackson. Oh, that's a good pick. Yeah. That's a good pick. Because he's probably going to be on the bench since John Wall is going to be starting. I forgot about that. Yeah, I think the Clippers are going to be really good. We'll, we'll talk about our predictions. Yeah, we'll talk about them later. They're going to they're gonna be dangerous. They're a scary yeah. team. Yeah. Yeah, no, I like that. I have uh, Kevin Love. Kevin, he, he, was a, he was a close. He, was, he almost got it this year, and I feel like he'll uh, get it uh, this upcoming season. He's in my runners-up. Yeah. Me? Because, you know, he understands that he's now a bench player and that he needs to let the younger guys on the Cavs team develop. So he'll literally be the exact same Kevin Love, just with less minutes. So, you know, he's going to be doing what Kevin Love does, but there's yeah. time he's coming off the bench. So I'm looking forward to seeing that. Moving on. Let's go to... Well, let's go to most improved player. Who do you think is going to win that? Man, see, there's a lot of people. I'll give some shouts to people who I thought could finish. Jalen Brunson, since he's going to have all that opportunity on the next... That's a good way to put it. Um, there's Keldon Johnson on yep. the Spurs since, you know, DeJounte Murray's gone. Somebody's going to pick up the scoring. Yeah. I think Anthony Edwards is going to take a step. Valid. But my actual <clears throat> pick 
It's Tyrese Halliburton. Oh, I like that. I like that a lot. Now, everybody knows how I feel about that Kings trade when we did that episode. Mm-hmm. When yeah. we traded him for to finish at finish 10th for, for the next four years. That's what they <laughs> traded into. Oh, my goodness. And he's really good. People sleep on how good Tyrese was because... Yo. He immediately came on the on the Pacers, giving you twenty and ten. So I was about to say this guy averaged twenty and ten for the rest for the rest of the season. So I could see him averaging like twenty five and ten. I could see him making a major improvement. Yeah, man. So I mean, that's my pick. Yeah. That's a, that's valid. Uh, for me, I got Lonzo Ball. I was just hyping him up earlier. You know, uh, got traded to the Bulls. Got injured partway through the season. I feel like this year he could make a massive jump and potentially be an All Star. And if you guys remember. Back in the day, for OG fans, Jordan and I had a controversial opinions episode, our first one, and I said that Lonzo Ball could be an all-star. And I still believe that, and I feel like this season is a great season for him to do that. So that's and that's the Bulls are going to be good. The, go, the Bulls are going to be good, especially with their postseason now. performances, right? They, they got some more experience. As long as they're healthy, though. Definitely. Of course. Uh, moving on, let's talk about Coach of the Year. Who do you think is going to win Coach of the Year? All right, so again, you know, I'll do some shout-outs again. Eric Spolster is one runner-up. Yeah, he, me too. He should have two or three by now, but, but you know. That's what it, I'm saying. He should have won really, last year and the year before. He should have won that year where he carried that Heat team with bench players to, like, a 500 record. But, you know, whatever. Um, Imi Udoka, that's another runner-up. I think the Celtics are going to be dumb. I think they're going to be Good the best work. team in the East in the regular season this year. Mm-hmm. Um, also another one, Steve Kerr. I think the worst going to be really good. Yeah. But my pick is Ty Lue. I knew it. I knew you were going to say it. I knew you were going to say it. I knew it. Like, last year, he had a, he did a great job taking that team to the playing game where they had no business being in the playing game with their two best players being out for game of the entire They team. had no business being better than the Kings. Yeah, but, you know, that's what great coaching is. And <laughs> I said, the Clippers, they're going to be different this year. I think they're going to get the job They done. will. They will be very different this year. I'm not going to lie. Uh, down here, I have written that I don't care if I have the Clippers as the, as the champs. Tyron Lue was a bad coach, and nobody could tell me otherwise. <laughs> I hate him so much, man. I, I just can't get over what he did to those Cavs. But you know what? The more and more I look at it, the more and more I start to agree with Jordan because, like, when you think about it, LeBron really is the guy that massacred those Cavs. Well, I, but that's I a conversation to, for later. I used to hate Tyron Lue, too. So, but hey, here's the he, thing. He saw the light. When I see new information, I change my opinion. And I saw new information. Yeah. No, that's said, smart. Hey, you, got you know what? Pick. I'll let this season change my opinion. I'll see how everything works out and we'll see how it goes. Uh, but for me, for Coach of the Year, I'm Jason Kidd. I feel like Jason Kidd's going to make a big improvement with the Mavs this year. He already did really good with them last year for the time he was there. Uh, All right. It's just a decent pick. I, mean, look, I don't think the Mavs are going to be. You don't think they're going to be as good, year. eh? Yeah, no, I think they're going to. I think they're all the teams being healthy. True, true, true. I think they're going to be just as good. If not, they're going to drop like a seed. That's it. Okay. All right. But uh, yeah, I feel like Jason Kidd could do it. He was already incredible for the Mavs last year, like I said, and he'll probably do the exact same thing this year. He's a very underrated coach, and I'm very happy that he's on the team. Uh, Next up, let's talk about defensive player of the year. Who do you have for that? All right. You know, again, runners up. Evan Mobley, I think he's going to be. Oh, that's a good way to put it. I, I, I had Evan Mobley as a runner-up as well. Um, Robert Williams said, I, I think the Celtics are going to be really good, so they're they're going to be competing for a lot of these awards. 
And he's the best defender on the team, not Marcus Smart. I don't care if people he, he is the best defender on the team, but you know, yeah. Marcus Smart is more animated. Bam is always since Bam is consistent. Of course. It's a pretty basic pick, but it's really go cool there. Yeah, and, no, that it's it's the safe one to go with, man. I first thing the narrative fits, he's on a new team. I think the Timberwolves yeah. are gonna improve defensively a lot. And I think he's gonna take the award. Hey man, that's a good way to put it. Uh, for me, some of my honorable mentions slash runner-ups, I got uh, Robert Williams, like you said, Time Lord. Uh, I got Jaron Jackson Jr. as a runner-up. That's a good You pick. know, because uh, of his constant presence on the interior and the exterior, plus he moves exceptionally well. He's very deserving of the reward. So if it happens, it happens, man. I won't be upset. But for the third year straight, I have Bam Adebayo as Defensive Player of the Year. I've been saying it for three years. And this year, I will get it right, okay? I will continue to predict Bam and Abayo until he wins it because, my God, he deserves it, okay? He does nothing but improve defensively each year. He keeps continuing to grow. And it's like, he's just a sole reason why that team, that heat defense is so good. Like, of course, you have guys like Jimmy and Victor on the perimeter, but everyone is scared of Bam on the inside. And plus, like, Bam is one of the very few guys that can guard the one to five. He consistently is, yeah, he could do it because say if jimmy gets a screen and, and and he gets switched off with bam bam can mess around and guard a shooting guard and a point guard on the perimeter right it depends on who it is but that's who i have moving on let's talk about rookie of the year who do you have as rookie of the year oh All speaking right. of which by the way chet holmgren got injured you see that he was oh, guarding yeah, lebron right. oh. who let that kid do that man he needs to bulk up anyways you know yeah, i'm, I'm not I wasn't a big believer in him, but I hope he gets back and could actually play. But Jordan and I foresee the future when it comes to rookies, bro. In terms of runners up, I mean, eh, sometimes you know, we, we're, we're hit or miss. You know, yeah. Know. But um, runners up, Keegan Murray from the Kings. He impressed me. This you know, like I, I kind of crapped on that pick, but you know, hey, he you looks did? to be actually good. So I think he could improve. I mean, there's a lot of points there. Um, Jaden Ivey from the Pistons. Mm-hmm. That's another good one. Um, then Jabari Smith Jr. Uh, he's one of the most NBA ready players. And, I like that uh, one, yeah. But to me, Paulo Bencaro. I think he's the best rookie in the class. Safe pick. He's the most polished. He's also on a team where he's going to get a lot of opportunity. Yep. And again, you have to remember, rookie of the year, they really care about who puts up the most amount of stats. So yeah, he's going to get those stats and he's going to win. Yeah. Oh, uh, that's valid. Uh, my two backups are Paolo Bancaro and Coloco. I forget his first name, but all I know is his second name, Coloco. Uh, I feel like he can branch out and do really well. The Raptors have a very good history of deep, uh, deep picks, uh, and I feel like he could prove himself. But my rookie of the year for this year is Shaden Sharp. Okay, Canadian boy, London, Ontario. All right, I'm very happy that he got picked by the Trailblazers. Because I feel like that uh, backcourt with Dame and Shaden will be really good. It'll be very poor on the defensive side. I'm not going to lie. However, due to his athleticism, plus his 198-pound frame and 6'11 wingspan, there's no way this guy can be an absolute garbage on the defense. Like He should be able to rack up at least two steals a game with that. Plus, he's an athletic slasher. He can help Dame in the backcourt, all right? Uh, I could see him getting like a solid like 15, 6, and 6. Like He can... He can he can average that. That's a good and pick. The only reason why I was concerned, again, he's playing next to Dame. Yeah, and, you know. it could it drain him out a lot. And that's why I have Paulo Bencaro as, as a backup. Because if it's not Shaded Sharp, it's going to be Paulo Bencaro. Yeah. Now, moving on. 
to the final award, Big MVP. One. Who do you have as your way too early MVP? All right, so I'm gonna put a sleeper pick out there. Ooh. So last year my sleeper pick was Paul George. It was. I'm gonna lie. Before he got injured, that pick was looking good because he was in the MVP conversation up until he got hurt. Like that true. pick was looking real good. But my sleeper pick this year is Trey Young. I think the Hawks have another Ooh. all-star caliber player next to them. And I wouldn't be surprised if this team is top five in the East. If he puts up crazy numbers like he did last year, I think he, he's in position to win it. But in terms Amen. of other people, um, you know, Giannis. Of course. You no, know, obviously backup. So is Jokic. Yeah. Um, another person, I think, is Jason Tatum. Wait, so you have Giannis and Jokic as your backup? Yep. I don't yeah, know I don't who they're going to win. And I want to know who you have winning. Another one, too, who I think is going to be second, who I think is going to be really competitive in this race, Jason Tatum. Yeah. I think he takes steps up. I think the Celtics, as I said before, all right, they're going to they're gonna be the best Eastern Conference regular season team, in my opinion. Yeah. And they have a lot. He's really good on both ends of the court. But the pick is Joel Embiid. Yep. After all the years of getting, after all the years of finishing second, James Harden, I think he's going to be a bit better, more chemistry, mm-hmm. and the Sixers are going to be good, especially with the Nets dropping off. I think I this like is it. his year because I mean, if not this year, when? <laughs> yeah, man, this guy's just going to be like a second place all the time. Like if it's not for this year, uh, strong pick. My sleeper pick this year, <clears throat> I got John Morant. Mm. <clears throat> yeah, if he if he makes a bigger improvement from last year, uh, there's no telling what he could do. He was an MVP Grizzlies. candidate before he got injured. So yeah, I mean, right. So so, you know, I I, I really hope that they could do stuff. Uh, I keep saying this, and I'll continue to say it every episode until it happens. Uh, within the next five years, so this is the first year starting the season, the Memphis Grizzlies will win a championship, and you can mark my words. But the MVP I have is a pretty generic answer. Okay. But he's improved a lot already, especially in the FIBA World Cup qualifiers. Giannis and Tentacupo. All right. Oh man. Ooh. I'm saying he's winning number three. You can't go wrong with that. I'm saying he's winning number three, bro. Listen, have you seen all those videos of him and his jumper? It looks clean. He's looking scary. I mean, exactly like Chris Middleton's, by the way. Hey, look, best player on the planet. Best player on the planet. Nothing more. Again, if you have any other questions. Yeah, come on now. I don't know now. I, I don't know. Like, I personally don't understand who you're going to put. The person who got swept in the first round? I don't think so, right? That's so what long. I'm saying, right? Like, look, just watch him in the FIBA qualifiers. It's only safe to say that he's going to make another jump in his skill level on the offensive and defensive end this year. He'll get a solid 30, 15, and 6, undoubtedly, in my opinion, plus a steal and a block, possibly even two. And if that's not MVP worthy, I don't know what is. The only other guy that I could possibly see doing those types of stats is Jokic with like 28, 12, and 12, making up for the lack of of defense and and steals and stuff like that. But that's what we got for our MVP. And we have just enough time. So let's quickly say who we think are going to be the champs and the finals MVP with very little explanation, just quick. All right. um, The Clippers beat the Boston Celtics in the NBA finals. And Kawhi Leonard wins his MVP, finals MVP. 
and becomes a top 20 player of all time. Yes, 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 there yes. we go. Okay, I like that. Uh, for me, I have Kawhi winning finals MVP, the Clippers beating the Miami Heat in the finals for the third year straight. Again, I will continue to say that the Miami Heat will make the finals. Please, please, please. <laughs> okay. They keep letting me down. Eh? All my picks just let me down and let me down. Like, I'm suffering. But yeah. that's who we have for our way too early picks. Let us know your way too early picks. Like I said, you could DM us, email me, do all that. TikTok, uh, TikTok comments, Instagram comments, YouTube comments, wherever you guys want, man. Make sure to like, subscribe, turn on the post notifications and share. That way we can get even bigger than we already are. Hopefully we can get some more growth this year. Help us get to our 100th episode. Hopefully we can have around 200 subscribers by then. We got 21 episodes. That's 21 amazing, amazing, amazing episodes of content for you guys uh, just so that you can help us grow. Thank you guys so much for watching. Uh, thank you for the constant support through the month that we have been gone. Uh, we're going to try our best to be more consistent. Uh, once again, thank you guys so much for watching. Have a great day, evening, night, wherever you guys stay at. Peace.